Hello, and welcome to episode 92 of Hearty Dice Friends. Not like that fake episode of 92 which we released last <laughs> week. I was really hoping, because Chris was editing it, Chris was editing it, I was really hoping that we could have, like, have him go, Hi, and welcome to episode 91 of Hearty Dice Friends. I, I did think about doing that, and then realised that I didn't know how to do that. And also, it would have taken effort to experiment and learn. Yes, which is just, just not on the cards. No, it's Christmas. Yeah, well, well, it was Christmas. We're at the arse we're, end now. We're in the arse end. I was, there was a very important <laughs> quote from Nigel Slater I read uh, about how the days after Christmas are just as important. As just, he didn't say that. He said mm-hmm. words that made sense. He said, the days after Christmas are just... Mm. Wow, Grant. He said... I'm having a stroke. (laughs) God help me, I've had too much mayonnaise. The days after Christmas are just as important as the days leading up to Christmas Eve. They are a a, a calm and relaxing period. Truly spoken like a man who doesn't have to go back to work for three days. Yeah, who just earns money from space. Well, I mean, he writes books and films. Yeah, but also, he, he strikes me as the sort of person who was given a lot of money from father. Uh, no, he was he was born working class, mate. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I think he's he's fought his way up. But he's my ideal posh man. I know he's done very well for himself. Yeah. I don't. I, I honestly, I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he's, he's a trust fund. Oh, trust okay. Fund kid. I actually like him more now. Yeah, you should read his autobiography. It's mainly about nice toast he ate. It's called oh, Toast. I fucking love Nigel Slater. He's such a good egg. He is. This is us off topic again. Hey, watch Nigel Slater. Yeah, do if it. If you're around. Um, he's great. Hit me with a question, you, you bad mamma jamma. Oh yeah, I guess. I suppose we should... Yeah, we'll skip the intro, because we've already done that 20 minutes. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, you'll know us. What yeah, up? Yeah, you know who hey. we are. You know what we're about. We're the I've coolest. got a question for you, you terrible mamma jamma. <laughs> Simply awful. The witch that is cursing you asks, <laughs> You can either poop live frogs or vomit out a live cat every year. Which do you pick? <laughs> So let me, let me just get the scenario here. A witch has cursed me. Yeah. Um, what uh, I've got to figure like you, you accidentally wronged her in some way, That's or deliberately. I, I, I like witches. I'm down with witches. Okay. And I, I think this, I think this is an accident on my part. But obviously they've got an image to keep up, mm. and I completely understand. It's nothing personal. No, I I, I get that, Madame Mim, but. <laughs> Mystic Meg. But you have rather put me in a predicament here where I can either poop live frogs mm-hmm. or vomit out a live cat every year. Mm-hmm. Which do you pick? So that's once a year I will poop mm-hmm. live frogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought I, th- I thought it was always poop live frogs or once a cat. Well, if it's you, if it's well, always poop live frogs or once or once a year vomit live cat, I'm going to do the cat and just take that day off. Yeah. Okay. Let Let's assume it's happening. Uh, it's happened, it happens once a year. Yeah. I think... I think I'm going to take the frogs. It seems like the obvious choice. It does. I'm not looking forward to it. I kind of am. <laughs> but I believe that the frogs... Well, they want out as much as I want them out. Mm. Um, but also, I think they're... They've got those pointed noses. They're fairly aerodynamic. They're blunt, unlike a cat. Yeah, the cat's got claws. Well, I suppose aerodynamic isn't the word. What, like aero, but for your ass? Like a poop shoot dynamic. Sphincter dynamic. 
like Sphincterdynamic. Thank you very much. I'm going to name it's my, my next it, tech it, company that. It's my burlesque name. <laughs> I do a lot of the robot. <laughs> Watch as he tightens and relaxes at alarming frequency. <laughs> like everyone's wine glass is such a shatter. <laughs> it's, it's getting out of control. <laughs> You'll notice this tone does not reach above 5 megahertz. <laughs> the human shepherd tone. <laughs> but yeah, it's got to be live frogs. So frogs, they are moist. They're well, pre-lubricated. I mean, I'll be honest with you, the cat's going to be moist by the time it comes out as well. Yes, but the hair's going to absorb a lot. Mm. They are um, ergonomic. You're already pooping them out into water, so like that's kind of where they want to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) you're vomiting out the cat into the toilet and it gets three quarters of the way out realises it's going towards water and then runs the only way it knows (laughs) scampers back down your esophagus it tries to turn round as well so now you've got this loop of cat coming out of your mouth it does that um, like like it just it arches its back into your throat and just all four of its legs are sticking out against the rim of the bowl (laughs) Don't know if you've ever tried to put a cat in something, but they not, they su- no. sorry. I've not. They even my cat with his legs who don't work very well. If you try and put him in something, he's he's like, well, time to shine, Colonel. <laughs> this and is he, my time to be belligerent. He becomes like an aggressive furry table, like an end <laughs> table that won't go in a box. Um, uh, what one time I picked him up, I picked him up to, to put it in the box, and he was like, I see. Well. Touche! And did the world's longest piss. <laughs> That's how you get him, Colonel. Mm. We, we, we were already in an uncarpeted room, and I was like, I'm not going to move him. Three. Guess. I'm guessing I'm going to call your bluff, my dude, and just held him there. <laughs> <laughs> You're still going in the box, piss or not. Be, look, it's, it's less weight for me to carry. <laughs> True. So no. going, back, going back to the, mm-hmm. the, the witch curses, mm. to put this... With a slight RPG slant on it. Okay. A cat can kill a first-level wizard. Yeah. Especially a first-level commoner, which we are. I bet a frog Maybe can. an expert, we're educated. I bet a swarm of frogs might be able to pull it off. Yeah, but you're only doing one at a time. I assume. Okay. It's, they're not uh, all trying to get out like a... I'd want to get to out. Say, I was about to say, like, the Marx Brothers through a door. <laughs> <laughs> caught myself. Jesus. Um, so, this this seems like too obvious a question. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting enough, vomiting up a live cat is much more socially acceptable than shitting frogs. That's true. I could I, I could do one of those things at a party and actually get away with it. Like it might be like, what? You know what he did? He set up a whole cat. Right. If you put the cell on it, right. If you mm. like that, if, if you, you pretend like you're the guy from the main character from Ten Things I Hate About You. Not seen it. Oh, it's a terrible rom com. Does he eat cats a lot? That I adore. No, but there's this there's this um, rumor going around that he once ate a live duck. Right. Everything but the beak and feet. Okay. <laughs> and I like. Do you know that guy? Yeah, no. He vomited a live cat. Yeah, what a legend. That you can have, but like that guy shits frogs. Also, where are you going to do it? You're going to do it in the garden. Right, you're not doing that like, in somebody's house. You can you can vomit up a live cat basically wherever. Yeah, do it into the kitchen. Pro- cat gets out the cat flaps. Fine. I'd pro- I'd probably pick the bath. 
because that makes clean. I, I, I'd kneel in the bath. That makes clean up easy. Yeah, again, the cat's going to have issues there. There's no, there's no water in the bath. Oh, okay. <laughs> drown the cat as it comes out of you. <laughs> I'll teach you, you bastard. Like, like it's not all the way out, and I'm pushing its head. <laughs> oh. it, it, it cleans itself off in the bath, goes to the window sill, and just like, see you next year. See you next year. I'll be back somehow. God, is it the same cat? It's the same cat. Yeah, you never feel it go in. Oh, okay, that's fine. Because yeah, if it has to go back in, that's a problem. There's one thing I want. There's one thing I, I want to say. Aside from the social, you know, obligations of this, mm-hmm. it might be. It might feel better to poop out a load of live frogs. However, free cat. I don't mm. want a bunch of frogs. I you, do like cats. And if you lose it, you know where it's going to be every January sixteenth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Is it wreck? Can I can I schedule this or does it just occur? No, no, like, it's a it's a day. It's like oh, Christmas right, okay. is a specific day. It's like so, the, the third the third week in March. You know? I'd like it. I'd like it to be more like more like it's inevitable. I'm going to get a cold at some point in like during winter. Mm-hmm. So I'd like it to be like well, at some point during winter, you're going to poop out a load of frogs. <laughs> well, normally it happens around June, but. It's July now. Climate change, I guess, mate. Yeah. It's longer seasons. Change with the cat when the cat comes out. I'm really sorry. I think on the surface this sounds like a great question, but unfortunately it's definitely frogs. It's 100% frogs. Yeah. Um, That cat's going to scratch your throat up. It's going to be upset. Um, And I don't think frogs really can get upset. (laughs) Well. Not in the same way a cat can. I'll have Peter on you. Sorry, Peter the frog. No, um, what's it, Peter? The Rabbit. protection environmental. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, frogs. I transgressive frogs. audience. I don't uh, know. What the for. people for for ethical treatment of animals. Oh, that makes more sense. Uh, those just utter bellends. Just separating are, themselves from the animals over and above because we're who people are ruining it. Animals. Who are ruining it for the other vegans? Yeah. Anyway, Chris, ask me a question. I please. will ask you a question. Yes. Preston Penguin asks, what's more enjoyable or what can you get more from reading rules systems or reading settings? Okay. I think this is going to be a bit inside baseball. This That's one. fine. We can we can play yeah, baseball. I mean, this, is, this is basically an inside baseball podcast. I don't really like reading settings. Okay. I get kind of bored of it. And I think what interests me most is a list of good ideas for settings or like setting setting info which is so unusably dense and rich that I'm just supposed to sort of, that I'm just going to skip through it and look at little bits. Mm-hmm. Like a mega dungeon or something, right? I think uh, a prime example of that is something like um, Esteran. I've not touched any Esteran. No, that's fair. But like it's dense, thick important mm. history and world stuff mm. and like if you don't remember that this happened over 60 year ago mm. then the next bit doesn't make sense yeah that sounds really boring i i quite enjoy it but i it, it would be poison to you mm-hmm. whereas so i think i think actually what what i get off on when i'm reading role-playing books is the idea of looking at rules and thinking oh man that'd be great to use that rule mm oh man, I can just imagine the sort of exciting adventures I'd have with that rule. Or, like, having really cool spell misfire tables. Yes. Those little tidbit rules. Yeah, like, ooh, juicy. I can't wait till that comes up. Mm. Or, like, the the psychic feedback table in Dark Heresy. Love that table. Yep. 
it makes the game largely unplayable. <laughs> but it's interesting to read, and it's mm. bite-sized. Well, like, for example, um, I think also if, if you look at something like uh, Don't Rest Your Head, what's the sequel they wrote? Uh, Don't Lose Your Mind. Don't Lose Your Mind, which was 52 powers for Don't Rest Your Head. And it, which is a game where you play insomniac mad superheroes. Very cool. That is a, that's kind of an expansion to the setting, as it's sort of saying, here are the sort of things you can have superpowers about, and the sort of people you'll be meeting as you move through the world. But it was done with a page of fiction and then a page of rules. Yeah, and it's one of the better role-playing supplements I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really lovely, really inventive. It's uh, inspiring. I've used it, even though I haven't played the game itself. I've used mm-hmm. the ideas presented from that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the one of the powers was you shit out an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, you can eat anything, and then that makes logical connection to the thing you poop out. Yeah, so like you 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 are an alchemist crucible. So like you could you you could eat a fork and mm. poop out a hammer because <laughs> it's metal. It's a tool. There was that. What's the other one? Um, the the knife that loves you. Like. Yep. Every time you reach into a drawer, you will find a knife that's been used to murder someone. But it's it's not just that. It's any time you put your hand somewhere you can't see yeah. it. Yeah, so clever. So much fun. And the first thing you grab is always the knife. Mm. So, like, if, if you know there are keys in, in a drawer, and you've got to get away from the monster, mm. and you know exactly where the keys are, you open the drawer, put your hand in and grab, and it's the knife. You've got to put the knife down, pick up the keys, and then go. Or like when the officer asks you for your license and registration, and you know yeah. that there's a knife in there. <laughs> yeah, and it's the knife that you grab first. Yeah. You automatically do it. Um, and also, fuck is a power. Mm. Fuck, the universal intensifier. This is fucking hot. Like, this, this car can go fucking fast. And now it can. Yeah. That's, that's genius. Yeah, I was hugely impressed with it. But it was it was loose. It was like it was like unknown armies, but it didn't take itself seriously, and I liked that. Yeah, and I mean a lot of that kind of tippet style mm. rules setting stuff is how we did Spire and how we did that sort of more interesting grippy setting. Yeah, we didn't want to we didn't want to talk about how like here we wanted to have there are bits you need to know, but you don't need to know what happened sixty yeah. year ago. Yeah. But as for reading rule systems, it's it's become a bit like I'm seeing The Matrix now. Mm. Like, I've spent so long writing systems, reading them, playing them, all that sort of stuff, that I can read a rule system and see how it plays. No, is that, is, given how little we playtest, I should hope that's true. <laughs> but, like, you, you can get a feel for it, and you get a, a thing of, like, well, that's going to be a sticking point. Mm. Um... It's like, so I worked many years in an awful retail job. You did. And every time I go into a shop now, I'm like, oh, they've laid these shelves out wrong. <laughs> oh, that's not quite neat enough. Mm. Oh, or my manager would have been livid if I'd have left it like that. Yeah. And it's a little bit like that now when I read role-playing games. I can see it's great. Like, it does its job. Fantastic. I'm like, but that's not clean. Yeah. That's like, oh, you didn't need that subsystem. Yeah. Like, if you'd have just dropped four words from that... Mm. This would have, whole thing would have made sense and fitted on a one page, mm. which I hate. I hate it when things go over to another page. <laughs> I hate two-page role-playing games. <laughs> it's just it's so gross. I have. It's it's very strange. So like we've gotten ourselves into a position creatively where we write either Spire or one-page role-playing games, and I've started yeah. doing a game. And I'm sorry to tell you, Chris, it might be six pages long. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to put it. Well, we can either 
Strap 200 pages to the back or cut five pages. What if we just made it very small? <laughs> we, should make, we should make something next year that fit in crackers. Or very big. Uh, listener, uh, Minquette did that for a role-playing game for Christmas. Oh, what, put um, games in, cr- in crackers? Yeah, all the character sheets were in crackers. And then they had the little booklet with the um, with the rules in it. That's awesome. Really good. Yeah, I played a gingerbread man of sorts. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm super down with that. Um, but to, to carry on with the question, mm. God, I love me reading some settings. Really? I love it. It's what I read in place of actual books. You also read actual like, books, but yeah. I do also read actual books, but I read more settings now. Um, show me, don't tell me. Communicate it to me through the weapons and the rules and the abilities and the character classes. All these things which I can use and take and tell the stories. Rather than giving me a reading comprehension test. Like the back half of every Dark Heresy-like book. You've got the exciting first half and then, Welcome to the Calaxis system, where there are some things you have to remember. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you, honestly. Like, I completely understand it. However, I do enjoy reading them. I enjoy reading them more in in games that I'm never going to play. That's fair. Like, for the games that I actually play, I want them to come out with all these hooks and with all this stuff that I can futz with. Mm. But I also want somebody to keep making a 600-page setting book that nobody actually gives a shit about. Taller City by the Spire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think <laughs> no, I've, I've not even. Read I think that, you end yeah. up with 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 like detail creep in that though. For, for example, like Waterdeep. Yes. You would not get me to run a game in Waterdeep if you paid me. Well, actually, if Wizards paid me, I would do it. But yes, because that's a lot of money. It, it's some money, but it's just it's been so thoroughly documented that I get it wrong. Yeah, as, like if you if you never played if you play with people who've never played. Forgotten Realms. Uh, should also, should, should we also explain what Waterdeep is. It's, yeah. I guess it's the D&D city? It's the iconic Forgotten Realms city. And Forgotten Realms was for a while the default setting of D&D. Was it Grey yeah. something? Well, Greyhawk is kind of the default. Okay. What, what is Greyhawk? Um, Greyhawk came from, I believe, Keep on the Borderlands, the really ancient D&D module. Mm. Um, and it was essentially one of the writer's home campaign settings. Well, that makes sense. And it was, but it was the point was it was so generic, yeah, um, that you could do what you want with it, and it was fine. Like you could have an island full of dinosaurs, you could do all this stuff, and it would fit. Um, and then Forgotten Realms came along with, I think, Ed Greenwood, I want to say, mm. um, and essentially dialed all the magical numbers up. And that became Forgotten Realms. Yes, because they were all powerful which I, wizards. I can't stand Forgotten Realms. I hate it's it. It's so boring. Uh, I really I really dislike incredibly high magic systems yeah. and settings. Especially when that's sort of like when that's in the in the reach of the players as well. Yes. Yeah, and it's all Vancey and magic. Mm. And it's all it's all someone's dad did it and now you ha- now you get to do it again. Yeah, now you get to copy what the cool guys did. Yeah. Why aren't I springing the titans out, eating their brains and learning the secrets? Well, you're not high enough level mm, yet. So for now, just, for now, just copy out somebody else's homework. I want to ask you a question. This is this, this is rather a downer. Hammer Hydra asks, can you suggest some alternatives to sleep? Now, initially when I was reading this, I was like, oh, I don't know, coffee? Surgery? <laughs> just like, 
those pills truckers take <laughs> trucker speed but unfortunately <laughs> I, assume it's just, I assume it's just Viagra and meth it's a uh, I think it's just meth um the because yeah. uh, I don't know why you need to be erect oh they like get it get in the way of the uh you know it means they can take their hands off the steering wheel and just grip it with the uh with that just keep it just keep it steady their unsettlingly prehensile dick <laughs> with the central palm looped it around like a dolphin's penis <laughs> they've got one of those like eight balls on the steering wheel that you can hold to turn oh i see okay yeah that makes sense like 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 like, like a little steering wheel in the middle Yes. Would, yeah, but it's got like a it's got like a slot in it that you just. Enter. I don't think you could do it, man. I'm not sure. I don't think you could you could really turn a truck using your dick alone with a normal. Human oh, no, no, penis. I'm not talking about turning a truck. I'm talking about keeping it steady. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just sort of like like micro adjustments. Yeah, like like when you've been driving and you get the passenger to hold the steering wheel for a minute because you've got to do some shit. Um. Yeah. Never ask me to do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna now. Please don't. I'll I'll kill us. Great. I'll kill us both. Your fault, not mine. Who would have thought? <laughs> I always figured I'd be the one who killed you. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's how that's how I'd want to go if I was you. Yeah. Look, it is how. Anyway, Hammerhydra goes on. Also, they mm. also want some alternatives to paralysis, freeze, and any other spells that really just say to the player, for the next X turns, you don't get to play. Looking for something that will stop the character actively helping an encounter for a while, but that will still leave the player with something more to contribute to the scene than I lie there and snore. Okay. So you want something where they can actively help, but where they can't help. Where they can't, where they're limited in their, in their ability to interact with the scene. Rather than okay. so, like slowed, for example, means that it changes your tactics because you can't move around as well. Or sure. let's say, um, let's say you were confused, and there's a, and you just shoot at a random target that you can see. So at that point, you yeah. try to move to a place where you couldn't see friendly targets. Well, a lot of these can be changed just by changing what they target rather than the actual spell. Go on. So, for instance, if freeze freezes from the ground up. Then it's just your legs locked, mm. so you can't move, but you can shout. You yeah. can still attack if anything's close to mm-hmm. you. You can cast spells. You just lose dodge bonuses on armor class just, and things like that. You just like become that. a roper. Yeah, same with paralysis. If it just targets the left hand side of your body, <laughs> that's funny as hell. <laughs> In a combat situation, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that, the that's ghoul a, yeah. bites you, and that side of your body goes dead. Okay, so I didn't realize it was a ghoul biting me. I thought it was like it was like a gnomish prank. But if the ghoul bites me and then suddenly I can't move my left arm and left leg, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty. I guess that's less terrifying than having the whole thing shut down, right? Where you can, where you can't even blink, you can just scream with your eyes. Yeah. I just just so you know, I try. I just screamed with my eyes, uh, in an audio it's... medium. <laughs> but you can do it. Like it is a thing. Yeah, you wobble. You, you wobble your head uh, at a high a high frequency. <laughs> Um, but sleep is difficult mm. because I always imagined, and, I, and in fact enforced this when it was used in my old AD and D games, that you then had to be really quiet after you cast sleep on somebody. Yeah. So you then had to sneak up to them because it's a dumb spell. It's not exciting, is it? It's, it's not exciting. It is it's so ludicrously powerful in ability. Yeah. It is essentially kill Win. in AOE. Yeah. At it's first huge. level. Like, 
it can affect a lot of people. It can instantly put them to sleep. It can do it easily mm. as well with a lot of DC boosters and whatever. It, it, it just lets you pick a fight these days. that you don't want to have and then you don't have it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's some Gandalf shit as well, if you don't mind me saying. It's just like, it's just the sort of, oh, and then the wizard crept up and sent everybody to sleep. And then yeah, generally like, at that point, they sort of walk past the guards and get the thing. And the guards like, oh, what a restful sleep. Hey, what happened? That's kind of like that fairy magic. At no point hmm. does Gandalf send the guards to sleep and then knife all of them in the ribs whilst holding a pillow over their face. Yeah, and like, you, Maybe Gandalf isn't like rhythm. coming down that steep incline outside Helm's Deep. Hmm. And charging into the <laughs> western flank of the orcs, and then just all of them just going, oh, well, I think that's me, oh, and just falling over. Up Wooden Hill to Bedfordshire. <laughs> I'm plum tired. <laughs> it kind of. You could wait till the morning. It's it's not great. It's not a it's no. not a useful spell. It's not exciting. It's not dramatic. I think that you should allow dream combat. <laughs> so when players get sleep cast on them, they effectively become a sort of... Uh, it's, it's kind of like drop hacking, I suppose. Right. In that you you bamf them down, and then their, their, their ghost sort of uh, comes up. Oh. And they can still advise and still sort of cast spells and shit, but their body's there so uselessly. That's, that's cool. Um, give it like a soul dissociation. Mm. So for a second, it punts your soul out of your body. You just like your body you drops. Just and can't do it. Slap someone so hard their soul comes out. Yeah, and then like the ghost can do reconnaissance. Mm. It can still yell. It can still. If obviously this still makes wizards more powerful mm. because it can still fight because it can chuck a fireball at you. I'd like to Whereas imagine the that warrior the, can't do shit. I'd like to imagine that it can like if it casts a spell, it still comes out of the um out out of your hands in your paralyzed body. <laughs> Which unfortunately folded under your chest, where you fell. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I'd allow spellcasting because, because at that point, it's really good for the wizard to get astrally punched. Cast, cast sleep on yourself while you're at the inn. Go do the rest of the adventure. I mean, I'm not super against that, but the idea that you have to keep your body guarded. Yes. Um. And or or maybe like um like you start like you start making death saving throws. So r- rather than you fall asleep and then you shank the guy, you bamp this on them. It punch it punches the 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 soul out of them, and they start making yep. death saving throws. Otherwise, they become like separated from the silver thread that ties their body to their soul. Mm. Plus, it's a much cooler I'm look. Down with that, actually. I I, I really like I I really the, I like the idea of a muscle wizard having it, rocking up, punching someone. The like the the body collapses, like like proper, just like spark out. And, like, they open their eyes and they're still standing there, but it's just their ghost. <laughs> the body is just, like, this mess on the wall behind. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm going to need a cleric. The, the problem for me, I think, with this sort of thing is it's never fun to just skip a turn. There's no. nothing interesting there. It doesn't provide it doesn't provide provide you provide you with any tactics available other, other than damage control. And if you don't have other units to use or other options to do, then you just have to wait. Yeah, and I mean, like, D&D is so full of missing turns anyway just because you missed an attack. God, yeah. That you don't need to skip more, Fourth Ed, really. Fourth Ed fixed that. Remember that? On a miss? Yeah. Remember on a miss? I liked on a miss. I, fourth Ed was so good. It was pretty good, actually, wasn't it? Oh, 
Damage on a miss. It was both tight and sweet. I remember wizards were saying, uh, like, they were getting absolutely furious. Uh, the, the community were getting furious over damage on a miss. And wizards released uh, an official press release saying that now damage will not occur on a hit. <laughs> Only damage on a miss is valid. Well played. Mm. Well played, wizards. Would you like another question? I would like a question, Christopher. Put one on my chin. Oh, I'll just lay it on there for you like a pickle. Jasis asks, What is your favourite social resolution mechanic, either simple role or conflict resolution system? Hmm. Uh, Probably Monster Hearts. I I genuinely think Monster Hearts is the only game that's got social right. Like, Sure. Okay, and by right I mean um, is inspired and makes it exciting, and I want to push through and see what happens, rather, okay. rather than oh this is functional and it does the thing. I've played plenty of games where you roll the dice, it does the thing. That's fine. It's the same as any other challenge. Yeah. Whereas in Monster Hearts, like one of the core moves is turn someone on, and right. you roll and you try and basically make someone have trouser feelings towards you. Okay. Um. And if you succeed, they have trouser feelings towards you, and it's a. Re- they don't get a say in the matter. They don't get a say in the matter, um, and like, okay. and like, it's a really brilliant way of, of um, that's the thing that that doesn't fit every single game, but it really fits that thing when you're like, fifteen, and you don't really understand your trouser feelings. And they're happening <laughs> a lot. I need to call it. That's a really creepy way of saying it. It is so creepy. I mean, like. I was I was all right with it the first time because it was a thing. Downstairs noise? No, hmm. that's farting. <laughs> Jiggies, <laughs> jollies, jigsies, gigsy, jigsies, jigsies. <laughs> that sounds like an Irish phrase for it. It does. Um, it's a really good way of doing it, and uh, and also like the inherent understanding of what starts is that you're playing. Um, queer characters and you don't know how queer you are until someone finds out for you mm-hmm. but it means that anyone could be a potential romance for you anything could happen and it, it puts you in this fantastic loose space um where you are you are exploring and like it's a hot character has has the capacity to influence people in that way i thought that was really good because it isn't it, it isn't like Oh, I'm like we're gonna roll to see if I seduce you. We have an opposed check, or I'm gonna roll to see if I convince you. It's like no, I'm gonna turn you on, and like all that does later on, it, all that does is it, you you can get people to do things for you, etc. But you also get these strings, which we mentioned on the podcast before. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. The strings of social currency, um, like whether explicit or imagined or implied, but they are debts, they are um, feelings, they are emotions towards each other, and you spend these to trigger effects in-game. And it's just such a clever way of being able to say, I've affected you in yeah. that. I like that a great deal. How about you? Well, I have actually recently been reading a role-playing product for just this occasion. Mm-hmm. I have been reading Houses of the Blooded. Oh, yes, you picked it up, didn't you? I did. Uh, so this is uh, a very... I would say very. It's quite high concept mm. as it goes, um, in that it is a primarily social and political role playing system. Right. And I have not a fucking clue how it works. It is <laughs> so aggravating to read that book. It, Why? Oh my God. I've read the love, and it seemed pretty clear. 
oh, it's all over the place. Like, it drops between these quite serious discussions of families. Mm. And then, I think it's John Wick. It is John Wick, yeah. Um, And then John Wick just going, ah, just roll some D6s. Go on, it'll be fun. In that sort of tone. I like your seaside hermit John Wick voice. Yeah, he's got crabs. Come in me cave, boys. It's not a cave, it's one of those little beach huts. Got some controversial opinions on role playing. (laughs) I like to think of myself as a centrist. (laughs) Um... And I, I, and like, of course, it's people I'm, calling I'm having... people Nazis who are the real problem. <laughs> you can go too far one way. Call right. someone a Nazi long enough, eventually they'll become a Nazi. No, no, that's it's not okay. Go on, sir. I, I also, I want to say that none of these things are things which John Wick is supposed. <laughs> no, I have no idea. No, I think that this is dangerously close to libel. Like he seems like an asshole, but I don't think he's bad. <laughs> I think, he, I I think he's like a he's reprehensible person. Um, but anyway, like it's just House of the Blood is, is all over the place, and there's all these families I'm trying to remember, and then it suddenly throws a fairly complex system at you, mm. and it's I'm going to need to read it again before I even have a fucking clue what is going on okay. in that book. So it's crucially right now not Houses of the Blooded. No, I think I will agree with you on Monster Hearts, honestly. Now there are like I don't I don't want it to be Monster Hearts, but it is. Well, I mean, there's there's all sorts of other games which have which use this in some way, um, what, what yeah. which have like so there's uh, uh, Emily Care Boss's uh, the Romance Trilogy, for example. Mm-hmm. There's a wide variety of stuff which does that, but I feel Monster Hearts, um, for me, it is a broad enough game. Like obviously, it's 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 within genre fiction and it's about playing teenage monsters. Yeah, yeah, but. It gives me enough. Uh, it, it gives me a, a, a broad variety of things to do, rather than you are in one particular situation and here are the rules for that. Like, yes. uh, like the rules for romance from uh, from big gay orcs, for example, do not work outside of big gay orcs. No, no, it's very specific to what's happening. Yeah, and while while that's while that's all well and good, I think that in this example, I much more enjoyed Monster Hearts because it was such a beautiful way of being able to go right. This this is how it works within fiction, and this is all you need to know. And then just focus on telling stories, and we'll mechanically support it super quietly but super effectively. Mm. Yes. Yeah. There's also some some interesting things to look at that are kind of adjacent to the social resolution mechanics yeah. of games. Things like Blades in the Dark's crew mechanics, uh, Delta Green's bonds that you start losing your own bonds and start forming one that's just Delta Green. Whatever the opposite of uh, Chronicles of Darkness's social system is. Yeah. That was awful. Sorry, sorry, you know what? Chronicles of Darkness, this is just this is just Chris and Grant complaining about role-playing games they don't like. Chronicles of Darkness has some really clever ideas about 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 social mechanics and about how to get someone to do something that they necessarily don't want to do but will do for you, but mm-hmm. it dressed up with doors and locks and levers, and so oh. like and so like you have to unlock a certain number of doors on a person before they'll do what you want. Okay. Um, but like I get the I get the analogies. Yeah, well. it just it take it takes something it it tries to codify something that's mon- monumentally abstract. It's yeah. very hard, and like we've got it with combat because we think we understand what combat does, but social is so broad. Yeah, in in combat, what you're trying to do is always kill the other person, Re- reduce them to zero hit points. Yeah, get them get them not in the combat anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas the end point of social is like either I want you to leave, I want you to give me a thing, I want 
you to change your opinion. I want you to vote a certain way. And that's that's very different. I, you're, you're aiming for a different goal. I suppose generally in combat terms, I suppose more often what you're after is you want these people to leave. Yes. Like, if you kill them, that's that's fine quite often, but generally, like, you want to drive them off, or you want to control them, or you want, like, mm-hmm. you want to have power over where they are. Yeah. And at no point do you want the orcs to feel better about themselves and stop crying so they can give you the key to get into the basement. That's some, that's some Sun Tzu shit if you can pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I don't have anything else to say on this matter. Neither do I, Grant, and that is a problem. Well, we've been recorded for a full hour, so we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> if we include the the early early work, uh, I, I'm, I'm listen. My plan is I'm going to cut it together, so it mm-hmm. seems like um, you asked at, at that point, or maybe, or maybe <laughs> like maybe I'll do like like a you know the initial uh, fuel tanks that push the push the rocket out of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. do an intro form of one of those. Okay. Like, hi, Chris and I just talked about this for a while. Bye! <laughs> so like that. We'll be on critical role before you know what's happened. Thank you. Or whatever the podcast equivalent is. Did they not have a podcast? Well, it's not really a podcast. It's like a video thing. Okay. I assume they have a podcast. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you for listening to this festive, actually surprisingly unfestive episode of Hearty Dice Friends. I feel I should jump in here and say Happy New Year, because it will probably be New Year's Eve when this comes out. It will be New Year's Eve. Um, We probably could have done some sort of theme around New Year's resolutions in retrospect. But we've been drunk. What are your resolutions, Chris? To do... Drink? No. um, I actually have some boring personal ones which I'm not going to go into on the show. Do you have anything funny you could make up? I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anything fictional? I'm going to be a better person. There you are. <laughs> this isn't a contest, no. but it is, and I won. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. There's no point me ever doing New Year's resolutions. No. Because it seems forced, and so I rebel. Mm, that's you. Yeah. Rage against the machine. The rebel. Yeah. But anyway, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope you had a good Christmas. Hope it was lovely. I hope you forget old acquaintances and find some new ones. And I hope you do that thing where you all hold hands in a circle and sing. Yeah. I hope that there aren't too many crying people at your party, because there's generally one, uh, and it's not great. So I hope hope that that sort of fixed itself. I hope that uh, people bring more booze than they drink. And leave it, and don't be those people who take the bottles. Yeah, don't take it home. Don't be a prick. It's, it's like a tax. Like, yeah, it's it's like it's just understand that you have to. Pay like, tax. You don't have to tidy your house, right? After this, I have to tidy my house. I've got to get all those tears out of the sofa. <laughs> we wish you a good New Year. We wish you a positive 2019. We'll see you on the first week, in the second week yes. of 2019. We, we will return. I'm triumphant. I'm a blazing glory. I'm moving house, so we might have a bit of a disrupted re- uh, recording schedule for a little bit, depending on when you have internet. Yes, uh, what I'm planning on doing is having Chris come down for a little while, and we'll record in person while we do we do second Christmas. Yep. And then maybe he can take it home on a USB or something. 
I don't know how computers like the work. olden times. Like the olden times. I'll bring a briefcase full of floppies. Mm. If you've enjoyed this, you can give us some money on patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends. Come and chip in some pounds and come and join the Discord. It's a lovely, lovely environment. We all posted pictures of our Christmas dinner. Mm, just there was a lot of that going about. It's a great deal of that. On the subject of Patreon, I would just like to say thank you to everybody who has supported us for the past year. Yeah, shit, yeah. Thank you. And Like, it's been mental. And also... Um, I know some people like feel a bit bad about maybe like dropping their pledge or cutting or cancelling their pledge. I entirely understand. The fact that you give us any money is a constant source of like surprise to me. Wonder. Yeah, wonder is the word. So like, don't feel bad about not giving us money. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, not. It is. It is gratefully received. Yeah. But you do not have to. Do Thank it. you so much for those who do. It's. It's like. It's been a really exciting thing to build a community because we, we've nearly been doing this for two years now. Yeah, which is nuts. We've got, well, we have episode hundred coming up as well, which we need to probably we do, we do something for. Well, we can ask the Discord. Yeah, hey Discord, we what? can see what they want. Hey Discord, what the people need from us. Hey Discord, let's see if you listen through the blurb at the end. Tell us what to do for episode hundred. Oh, yeah. Who's a real fan? Who's the real fan? God, I hope. So. Who turns it off when Grant talks? Me. God, 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 I hope someone tells us what to do. <laughs> Because that would be heartbreaking <laughs> if the Discord didn't get to hear. Yeah. Uh, you can also send us a question at, uh, through heartedicefriends at gmail.com if you've got one. Uh, Hammerhydra used that Gmail address. I think one of the first people to use it, which is exciting. Yeah. And also you can follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast. That is it. We love you. We have provided you with a treasure map. On this treasure map are a series of lines and circles. Uh, is there also a map on Yes. It? Okay. In which case, we can use, you can hopefully use those lines and circles to track your way to Honolulu. It's just coffee stains, I'm sorry. Oh. I put my, put my mug down on the map. I assumed that there was a treasure buried in Honolulu. I've already booked tickets for Honolulu. I have bankrupted myself. On the on the promise of treasure, unearthing my vintage Hawaiian shirts and Bermuda this shorts. Has, this has ruined 2019 for me financially That's great. and emotionally. That's great. Thank you for listening. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>